0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for your listening pleasure. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Danine, and this is my review of AEW Rampage, which took place in Sunrise, Florida, with a special start time of 6.30 p.m., as it will be for the next episode as well. Pretty good show, of course, Rampage. You don't have very high expectations. Nine times out of ten, it's a pre-recorded show. We already know the results 48 hours in advance, so take it for what it is. But I want to start off with uh, a little bit of an honor to the Bullet Club, who just hit ten years. That means entire decade of Bullet Club we've had debuted uh, May third, twenty thirteen, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course. And uh, this past Wednesday, we we got to honor them ten years. We've had a lot of a lot of big notable names throughout numerous promotions uh, that have uh, either started in Bullet Club or really uh, came onto the scene in a, in a major way, made a real impact. And some of those guys are in WWE, they're in AEW, they're in Impact, they're in Ring of Honor, and some of them uh, right now are in New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, still, where the stable, uh, where the mainstay of the stable is, I guess you could say. So some of the leaders, well, I'll start with the very first leader, who is Prince Devitt, also known as Finn Balor. We had Carl Anderson joining him. Um, we had Tama Tonga and Bad Luck Fale. Those were the original four members of the group. Uh, after that, after Prince Devitt, Finn Balor went over the WWE, we had AJ Styles for a little bit. I know we had kenny omega uh who else do we have we have switchblade jay white and at this very moment in time uh, we have david finley leading the bullet club faction new japan for wrestling i know i'm missing what two leaders uh throughout uh throughout the course of that 10-year tenure so forgive me but uh this was again this is uh a lot of talent a lot of talent came through here many other notable names uh in the faction as well of course rock hard juice robinson and switchblade jay white a former leader of bullet club uh, now in aew they're, they're referred to as bullet club gold now as we found out last month when jay white's much to our surprise who we all thought was going to wwe for months uh, we thought we might see him in the rumble in january and so on or, or maybe the raw after mania which was incredibly disappointing as we all know and i was at that show in long island when when at the very beginning of dynamite when jay white's music hit everybody was shocked um king switch made his way out there for the save against uh Actually, the match didn't even start. It was supposed to be Absolute Ricky Starks going up against Rock Hard Juice Robinson. It was a two-on-one attack. So I said I say that to say this. We're going to lead into that matchup, which we got a tag team matchup here uh, with Rock Hard Juice Robinson and Switchblade J White going up against Absolute Ricky Starks and the Perfect 10, Sean Spears. Now, this is the first time uh, Sean Spears is a babyface in at least four years uh, since he left WWE as Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10, since he made his way to AEW when he debuted as the chairman, uh, Sean Spears getting that name because he hit Cody Rhodes in the head with a chair, busting him open. So he's been heel ever since, whether he's been by himself. Remember the Pinnacle MJF FTR Wardlow, uh, Tully Blanchard a couple years ago. That was a very fun stable, too. Uh, very brief tenure, too. I think maybe three months Pinnacle was together. So anyway, this match was all right, but I'm glad they started off with the Bullet Club, rightfully so and um this match ended as such by the way i want to i want to mention this because i wasn't even aware of it when they said it on the commentary that uh jay white is the first ever grand slam champion in new japan for wrestling history shout out to jay white so he ends up getting the pin on spears for the win after hitting him with a signature blade runner so post match uh we we jump right to a brief backstage segment between the hardys hook and the firm Now, they're asking for Isaiah Cassidy's whereabouts, uh, Matt Hardy and and Hook, uh, what's going on here. Jeff Hardy was also backstage as well. And Stokely Hathaway says he found Cassidy lacking at Applebee's and that it's a damn shame uh, when you get your ass kicked eating cornbread, drinking a Long Island iced tea with Mary J. Blige playing in the background. Now, this was funny because at this very moment in time, mind you, I never eat Applebee's. It's not a big fan. Me and my wife aren't crazy about it. We happened to be on the DoorDash app looking at Applebee's and we were on the fence about it. But once we heard that referenced, I was like, all right, I guess we got to do it. That was confirmation. Food wasn't that great. Again, much like the show Rampage, Applebee's very minimal expectations. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know, uh, going back to this segment here, we have uh, Ethan Page and Big Bill. They're about 15, 20 feet in the air or so. And they have Isaiah Cassidy. Big Bill's got him and and he's got his hand around his neck, right? It chokeslammed him to the ground. Again, pretty high up in the air here. And, uh, you know, at this very moment in time, uh, Stokely Hathaway is trying to get a match with the Hardys and Hook or whomever, the whole group, uh, next week on Rampage. So Matt Hardy accepted. Uh, it's going to be at the Hardy compound on uh, this episode of Rampage, again, starting at 630 uh, this week. It's going to be called the Firm Deletion Match. And uh, it's going to be Matt and Jeff Hardy, Hook, Isaiah Cassidy going up against Stokely Hathaway, Big Bill, Ethan Page, and Lee Moriarty, all members of the Firm. So Big Bill, as heels always do, uh, they they did get the match, but he still had to do a heel thing. And he choke slammed Isaiah Cassidy to the ground. Of course, Isaiah Cassidy's all right. They didn't really throw him 20 feet to the ground. Uh, when they Obviously, they didn't pan to the ground until about 15 seconds later when he was laying there and probably gently rolled his way down there. Um, so we're going to get that match. Actually, looking forward to that. It, it should be fun. Hardy compound matches typically are fun. Uh, they were fun in impact. Uh, WWE, I think they may have done one or two and even in AEW, they may have done one already so uh, they're usually they're usually very entertaining to say the least so next up here we had dustin rhodes and keith lee uh, going up uh, against some enhancement talent uh tag teams some local guys brief match as as expected lee gets the pin after hitting him with a spirit bomb now post-match swerves music hits he stands at the top of the ramp with the entirety of the embassy they have this merger now uh with with his guys and uh, an embassy, even though I haven't seen the two guys with him, Parker Bordeaux and the other guy uh, with the tattoos all over his face. I, don't even, I didn't even catch his name ever. Anyway, um, so they're at the top of the ramp and they may be scheduled for a match on Rampage as well. No, I'm not too sure. I can't confirm that. Um, but that seems to be a feud that's never ending. Don't get me wrong. I am interested in it, um, but it's it's been lingering since last September. So. I'm ready for them to move on from the whole Keith Lee swerve bit, to be completely honest with you guys. So now here we had Ty Mello, uh, and I really like this segment, actually. Ty Mello, being the good wife that she is, goes up to Sammy Guevara backstage and, and tells him flat out that, look, MJF is not your friend. She says, what are you doing it for? Is it for the money? uh you don't even like mjf what's this all about why are you guys suddenly best friends buddy buddy uh the last few weeks again i enjoyed this segment it needed to happen i'm glad it was his wife that kind of knocked some sense into him um so so as much needed sammy kind of knows where he stands with mjf ever since mjf didn't let him get in the car as i refer- as i referenced on the dynamite episode uh review uh prior to this and so on so that story continues and it will obviously unfold at uh at, at Double or Nothing May 28th, but that's for another day. So now, look, here we had Anna J, or Anna JAS, as as we uh, call her now, ever, ever since she joined the Jericho Appreciation Society a few months back, uh, going up uh, against Ashley M. Bois, I believe is her name. Never, uh, this first time I've seen her wrestle. So it was decent. Uh, Anna wins by submission. Uh, post-match, lights go out. Julia Hart ends up in the middle of the ring. Of course, these two have been going back and forth for the, for the better part of a month. Um, and Hart knocks Anna out of the ring and, and beats her down. But Anna got some offense in, too, knocking her into the steel ring post, Julia, that is, uh, then hanging her upside down and choking her out. Now, while I'm on this topic here, uh, by the way, in regards to one Anna Jay, I want to note some things. So April 7th, Anna uh, lost to Julia Hart, got the black mist in the face, and Anna ended up returning a week and a half, two weeks later, on April 19th, uh, to attack Julia Hart uh her red gear that she typically dons brighter gear uh slowly fading to black and had some black mist some black makeup around the eyes resembling you know when she had gotten the mist much like julia hart did many months ago before she joined this faction so i want you guys to keep note of that and now anna's first uh match uh after being misted she was wearing all black gear and i don't think that's coincidence so I would not be surprised if, because she's just kind of being stagnant with JAS. I get it initially. They had her turn heel months ago, joining her best friend, uh, Ty Mello. But they've kind of went separate ways after the feud with Ruby uh, Soho. And obviously Soho being a heel now with the Outcast. So that's all kind of gone. Anyway, Anna will still remain a heel. But I do think she's eventually going to make her way over to the House of Black. I'm here for it. Uh, You know, obviously she was initially with the Dark Order her first few years in AEW then she's been with the JAS for the better part of I'll say what 6 plus months or so. It's kind of running it's kind of ran its course. So I think her making this move over uh to uh the House of Black could be good. You know, it really could and as much as I do like Julia Hart being the leading lady of House of Black and I think she'll continue to be that, I think Anna J would be a great sidekick uh as well for her. By the way, while we're talking about a uh, little side notes here, I meant to mention this. Actually on the Dynamite review, After about three or four weeks of the red, white, and blue ropes, which I absolutely love, uh, AEW has seemingly went back to the black ropes, uh, the black ring ropes. So I'll be honest with you. This is how I feel. Initially, when I saw the red, white, and blue ropes, again, it brings me back to the golden era of WWF and uh, just nostalgia of wrestling, and I love it. But, you know, AEW, they're not actually... They're not actually ring ropes. They're more like cables. Well, they are cables. They, you know, Obviously, you can go with ring ropes, or you can go with the whole cable dynamic. You see that a lot, especially on the indies. You see uh, them go with cables as opposed to the more glamorous look of a ring rope. So I'll be honest with you. After the initial week or two of watching AEW Dynamite, especially going there in person in Long Island and seeing the red, white, and blue, as much as I like the color scheme and the nostalgia act of it all, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know what? with the whole dynamite bit and everything even though they went with red white and blue graphics which i understand since january the black does look better and i think it was the right call to go back to the black cables opposed to staying with the red white and blue again i think it was if it was actual ring ropes like wwe typically does i think it would look great but it kind of looked cheap i'll be honest it looked kind of cheap uh with the red white and blue cables so so black was the way to go and uh that's that. Going from the House of Black to the Black Ropes got a, a 2 for 1 in there. So, back to the review here. Now we have the outcasts, they were backstage all wearing the Brit Baker Black Eye t-shirts, which uh, I'm not sure how they're doing on AEW shop. Of course, there's been a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of talk about that shirt and people how people feel about it. Uh, with a, a woman's face on the front of a shirt with a black eye, saying how it's not a good look. And obviously, I'll be honest with you right here, it's not something you wear outside of a wrestling show. We all know how Britt Baker got the black guy and, and all that stuff. And obviously, if you're wearing it on the street and a random passerby looks at it, they'll they'll be like, oh, my goodness, like, who is that or what is that about? It looks weird. I get it. It's a strange thing to put on a T-shirt. But, you know, people get carried away with everything. So anyway, they're all wearing this T-shirt. Uh, it was quite the shiner she got last week in her hometown of Pittsburgh from the outcasts in that attack with the kendo sticks. Um, they go in, they go on to say, we're going to show you why AEW is our house. Of course, Soraya, Page's line, even in WWE, this is my house. Uh, the, continue, the continued attempts to get under the skin of one Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. The biggest question uh, with Double or Nothing less than a month away is who is Jamie Hayter's opponent going to be? Uh, for that AEW Women's World Championship. Will it be a member of the Outcasts? Which I would believe it to be so. Will it be uh will it be Soraya? Will it be Ruby Soho, uh, who has come so close, but yet so far, you know, she's obviously never won a championship in AEW yet. Uh Ruby, she always seems to get to a final and, and loses it. Uh, whether it's the what was it, the Owen Hart Foundation final last year against Britt Baker or the, the TBS Championship Tournament Final against the Jade. So always get so close, but yet so far. Uh, or could it be Tony Storm getting an opportunity again uh, at the title? She lost to Jamie Hayter back at Full Gear in November when she, was just, when she was just referred to as the interim champion because at the time, Thunder Rosa was the actual champion, so... That remains to be seen. But I would I would be led to believe that it's going to be going up against one of those three. I'm not quite sure who else they could throw into the title picture. Granted, they do have three weeks uh, or so to get that all squared away. So we'll see what happens. Next up, we have the Acclaimed. Uh, they went up against some local talent in, in a matter of minutes. Uh, they squashed them. It wasn't really much to see here other than, you know, the fans getting to see the Acclaimed. Uh, to see Max Caster come out, uh, wrap a couple of bars and that's that. So it was, it was, you know, always good to see the acclaimed. Now we have one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Cash Wheeler going up against Jay Lethal in the main event of Rampage. Now we saw just a couple of days prior, we had seen Jeff Jarrett, uh, much to our surprise, defeat uh, the other member of FTR, the other half of the Tag Team Champs of AEW, Dax Harwood, which was a head scratcher. Now here we go. We have these two going up, the other two members of of uh, each given tag team going up one-on-one. And um, this was a great match. There was no doubts about that going into this. Uh, We have Mark Briscoe ringside, as well as Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh. Now, Dax Harwood was there as well, of course, one half of FTR. And Jay Lethal gets the win over Cash Wheeler with the lethal injection. Now, that is twice in two days that both members of the AEW World Champions, two-time tag team champions, rather, FTR, have lost in singles competition Two, the, the the very two members of this said tag team. So I don't know what's going on here, folks. You know, FTR has only held the gold for a couple of weeks now. Well, actually, it's been a month already, but still in all. Um, is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, are they going to take them down at double or nothing? I'm really concerned here. I am because, you know, FTR have fought so hard um, in the ring and online as far as getting this opportunity to uh, get a second shot at these AEW tag titles. They hadn't won them since they first joined the company in 2020. Uh, during COVID, they were at Daly's place in Jacksonville. And they, you know, much like a lot of us WWE folks want to see Drew McIntyre be WWE champion in front of all the fans now, like he was uh, two times in the COVID era in the Thunderdome. We wanted to see FTR go out and do their thing in front of all these fans now as tagged uh, champions. And uh, I don't know, it may be cut short uh, on May 28th at double or nothing. So we'll have to see there. But I'm not so sure having both of them lose twice in singles competition, uh, why they would do that. I could see maybe one of them, you know, on a fluke victory, you know, but, but both of them, I don't know what, what's up with that. Granton he got some help. Uh, Jay lethal got some help. Uh, thanks to Sanjay Dutt who interfered to help get lethal, uh, the victory here. But, um, yeah, so, so that was pretty much AEW rampage. Uh, that's a wrap. It's a one hour show and not a whole lot to talk about. Elaborated as, as much as I could have, uh, for said show, but, uh, yeah, that was it. So, um, Thank you for tuning in to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Deneen, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Turnbuckle Topics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.